This is the world-famous marriage segment with Robert Kosick on The Sam Malone Show on AM 1070. The answer. All right, America, are you ready? Everybody, inhale and exhale. I'm making extra sound because it's radio. Inhale, exhale, get that fresh oxygen in your lungs. Let's clear our minds. Let's get away from the Nazi-esque behavior of our government right now and the criminality and the evil and the hatred they have towards the Lord and Jews and energy independence and the Bible and, and the unborn. And let's focus on what God has ordained. That's marriage. Uh, you'll see it in Genesis 2.24. Um, didn't take long to get into the Bible to start talking about marriage of man and woman coming together, right? Uh, and cleaving. So we started our world-famous marriage talk segment to focus on that because I was being harassed by media people not to talk about marriage on the radio. Not to, I was told uh, to, to, <laughs> to sound eligible by one boss at the previous station, which is like, really? <laughs> really? And that's when I uttered the phrase, I'll have many jobs but one wife. And there might have been a violent episode over that conversation that that person doesn't want to talk about. So we started our World Famous Marriage Talk segment, hooked up with Robert Kosick. He wrote the book, Honor the Vow. He's a marriage coach and church deacon. Mr. Kosick, happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday. And after another miserable week, uh, it's great to be able to go home to a fantastic marriage. And hopefully we can help a few people get there. Amen. Amen. And it's funny how, how we hear about the world-famous marriage talk segment, on the sidelines, as we say, that's when people coming up versus liking it on social media or sharing it. People, I swear, I'll put a picture up of Denise and I, and it'll be like our date, you know, whatever, on the weekend, and three, 400 likes, right? I put up our marriage advice, 10 <laughs> likes. <laughs> 10, hey we, got, hey, we got 27 a couple of weeks ago. We broke the <laughs> Why are, up that picture of my son, like, happy birthday, son, 400 zillion likes, uh, our marriage talk segment five. What are people afraid of, Robert? Real quick, Robert Kosick. Are they afraid to like publicly say, "I embrace," you know, what God has ordained? And Hollywood hates marriage. Yeah, I don't know if it's part of this culture, you know, cancel culture, or whatever else, or people just have you know rotten marriages and they don't want to put something. I have no idea, but it, it's a lot of people are very silent about it. Even when I'm out, you know, out talking to people in public, if you're in a group setting, they're they don't want to talk much about the t- topic of marriage but you start to walk away and they grab you and pull you to the side and say hey real quick i got a question for you i'm like it's it's not a plague <laughs> no we're not, <laughs> not some disease. Right. It's, it's, it's a fantastic thing and i think I, the main thing is so many people are so confused they make it so much more complicated than it needs to be um that they, they just don't want to get into it um i mean it, you just never know people i think people are afraid to to admit there's some improvement that can be done in my marriage and if i just ignore it then maybe it's not so bad, which that's that's a horrible way to look at it. But here we go. Yeah, no, no, you're right. <clears throat> Tip 350. So Mr. Kosick, Robert Kosick, honorthevow.com, has written, penned 350 marriage tips. This is called unsolicited marriage advice. We give unsolicited marriage advice, advice every week on the show, but that's different than unsolicited advice given directly to a spouse or a couple. So the question becomes, when is it appropriate to offer unsolicited marriage advice, to whom should you offer it, and what should you do if they reject your help? So, when is unsolicited marriage advice appropriate? I'll read it, and then he'll come in. As you can imagine, there's no one-size-fits-all. However, you need to answer a two-part question before you offer advice. Part one is, what's your intention? And part two is, do you have an emotional bias? Mr. Kosick, what is our intentions when we give 
or when people give unsolicited marriage advice to someone's face. So, yeah, so it's very interesting. This kind of goes back into your opening comments is, unfortunately, when when you open up and say, hey, I'm struggling in my marriage, or this is what's going on in my marriage, there's a lot of people who have sort of un- I guess, positive, non-positive um, uh, intentions when they give advice. It's like, yeah, well, I never did like your husband anyway, so let me tell you how much of a miserable bonehead he is and why you should leave him. That kind of advice, I mean, what's your intention? Are you really trying to help that person? Are you trying to show empathy towards that person or sympathy? Or what is your real purpose for giving advice? And if, if you can take a step back and look at that and make sure that it's actually to help that couple out and to help them, not only help them, but help them to repair that marriage, not not walk away from it or make right. a decision to walk away, but really to repair the marriage. If that's your intention, then that's okay to go ahead and offer the advice if you want to. But so many people have an underlying, uh, I guess, reason that's not really the most up and up reason for giving advice, uh, and, and it's just not taken well. Our world-famous marriage talk segment, content on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. Number two, to whom should you offer your advice? Typically, you should limit your target audience to those whom you know pretty well. Whether you know them well or not, you should ask permission to share before you actually inject your opinions about their marriage, Mr. Kosick. Right. So this kind of goes into the second part of the the question on that first one is when you're talking about um, do you have an emotional bias? In, in um, you know, a lot of family members do, right? They lean towards their kid as opposed to their son or daughter-in-law. And uh, that can be very bad. So in this particular case, when you get ready to give advice, whether you know the person really well or not, and you should kind of reserve giving advice to those that you have earned the right to speak into their lives. You know, just walking up to a perfect stranger and go, I was watching you walk down the hallway in the grocery store, and you two look like you're absolutely miserable. Let me tell you how to fix your marriage. <laughs> Could, could be good that, practice, that would be freaking hilarious. That would be yeah. great. Probably not the best, right? Not, not <laughs> but in this case, regardless if you know them well, you don't know them really well, you really should should ask first before you just jump in there and assume it's okay to give the opinion for multiple reasons. One, if you come in and they say, you know, you say, oh, I, I have to give you some advice. I'll have to give you my opinion on this. They're going to be more apt to listen to you if you gave if they gave you permission to give it. If you don't, the first thing they're going to do is you're telling me I'm miserable, I'm rotten, or I'm doing something wrong. Well, I'm going to defend myself. That's just what people do, right. actually. And your advice isn't going to be taken anyway, or it's going to be defended. And they're going to try and just save face in the conversation just because you didn't ask permission first. You really should. And like I, I do this all the time. I coach couples constantly. And I'll get people call me up and say, hey, can you talk to so-and-so? Um, I know they're having real struggles, and I know you can benefit them in their marriage. And I'll say, yeah, I'd be happy to talk to them. Have them call me. I'm not going to call them out of the blue because I didn't get permission to speak right. into their lives or to talk to them. So I can't do anything unless you approach me first. It's, it's just safer to do it that way. You're listening to our world-famous Marriage Talk segment, bottom of the 8 o'clock hour central, every Friday. This is the 350th edition of it. Uh, the topic is unsolicited marriage advice. You can find it on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. Number three, what if they tell you, mind your own business? It's pretty simple, mind your own business. With that said, um, what do you do? You know, you say, look, I, Mr. Kosick, I, I, I see that you guys are in, this, in the Randalls fighting, and you're, I mean, you're a total stranger. I'm going to tell you how to fix your marriage. Um, but they tell you to mind your own business. Talk, talk about that, Mr. Kosick. 
Uh, so what you do is you tell them to go over to the shampoo and the soap aisle and jump in the shower. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right? Damn That'll right. fix everything, as you always say. But in this particular case, if someone tells you, mind your own business, it's, I'm not listening to you, well, then shut up and mind your own business. You did not earn the right to speak into their life, regardless of how much you think you can help them. However, you can offer a little more detail, and that's usually what I do. I say, look, this is why I think my opinion may make an impact on you because either I went through it and this is how we dealt with it, or I've coached a hundred people on that particular area and this is the ones that implemented these procedures that worked and these that didn't work. So you put some sort of um, validity to your opinion and give some credence to what you're about to say may make them change their mind. But the bottom line is that they don't give you permission, shut up and walk away. I mean, you, you, you don't, you don't just force it. And this is where family gets really complicated, right? Because the family says, well, I have the right to tell you about your marriage, especially parents. Like, no, you don't. But they think they do, and they'll push it, and they'll push it. And that just, that just never works out, out well. In fact, I had one gentleman who was trying to fix his marriage. We got everything kind of pretty close to being fixed, and uh, he wanted to go over another area. And I said, well, what you have to do is ask your wife, and you can talk about it, have a private conversation with her, and we'll see what happens. Well, instead, he decided to get mom, dad, and the sister in a room. The wife walked in and got confronted by the three of them, actually the four of them, because he was there too, to jump down her throat about what she was doing wrong, and they were going to intervene and fix this deal. And that just didn't work well, and within three months they were divorced. <laughs> like, you just don't do it that way. Yeah, I mean, it, it's sad. So um, you got to be really careful, and if they tell you don't bother me, there will be a time when they'll ask for your advice. Just leave that door open, but don't force it. If you force it, it's, it's, a, it's a no-win. Amazing. Our world-famous marriage talk segment on giving unsolicited marriage advice, which Mr. Kosick and I do on the radio, but not directly to people, which is a little different. Uh, right. It's uh, At the bottom, it's always our hot and heavy uh, section that Mr. Kosick writes, and he writes four word, uh, three words. It's like silence. Everyone knows frequency is way more important to the husband than the wife, but most wives have virtually no idea how to relate his need to a need of her own. So to better understand how infrequency impacts him emotionally, I once read a correlation which I think nails it. Infrequency to him is like his silence to you. How would you feel if he stopped talking to you? Is how he feels when you are rarely physically attracted to him, Mr. Kosick. I really like this perspective. And, and, and when I read this, they went into a whole lot more detail about it. But... It really captures that essence of it because what you hear a lot of times, particularly from the wives, is something like, well, I just don't understand why that's so important to him, or worse yet, I don't believe it's that important to him, which is, which is even worse. Um, so what, they, what I'm trying to get them to understand is, is if he was to come home every single night and lock himself up in a room, go play video games or whatever, you know, just not talk to you every night, to a female, generally speaking, that would be horribly devastating, right, because there's no communication, no emotional connection, that would really, really bother her after a while. It's kind of the same emotional feeling that he has if you're never physically attracted to him. This becomes a very infrequent thing. It's an important aspect of the guy that you blow him off, it's going to be really, really bad because what she really needs to understand is technically speaking, and I don't don't recommend this obviously, none of us ever would, but technically he can go have his physical needs met just about anywhere. It's physical. That's it, right? There's nothing else to it. However, the emotional aspect of that, he can only get from you. So you take the emotional and mix it with the physical. There is no other place for him to achieve that or get that. And so you have the key to unlock this amazing relationship 
you just need to understand how important and how impactful it is on him, equivalent to him being completely silent to you. Yeah, and that part where Mr. Kostick said you can have your physical needs met anywhere, guys, he was, he was don't do, don't follow that sentence, just still go yeah. home. <laughs> Absolutely well, not, said, technically speaking, right? Yeah, technically, Physical. but they'll be like, hey, the dude said I could go anywhere. No, 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 I just, <laughs> just laying it out yeah, there. Yeah, don't lie, yeah to, to, that, to that point, don't go home and tell your wife, say, look, I can get my physical needs anywhere tonight. <laughs> she'll probably say, go ahead and, and talk to my lawyer on Monday. But Exactly. Don't do that. Not, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah not what we're saying, but... but from the wife to understand, I mean, physical is the physical. That That's not the real essence of what's happening here. There, it is that emotional component attached to the physical that becomes unique to the two of you. That's what you need to really celebrate all the time. Got it. Uh, our world-famous marriage talk segment. Wrapping up today for this, the 10th day of Schleptember. Uh, go to our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show, and you can read marriage tip number 350. And that's it. We just take a couple of moments during the entire week to talk about what you read in Genesis 2.24, the glory, the sanctity, holiness, and steaminess of marriage with my good friend Robert Kosick, who wrote the book Honor the Vow, B-O-W, honorthevow.com. Mr. Kosick, great job for our four-day work week, and we'll talk to you next Friday, buddy. Have a great weekend. You too. You have a blessed weekend, Tim. We'll do, sir. America, go hug your husbands, hug your wives, wives, flash your husbands. Back in a second, AM 1070, The Answer.